Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. In case you missed all my references to Star Trek The Next Generation, dedicating an entire episode to the names of spaceships and pitching my qualifications as a deep space astronaut, let me make it clear, I'm a sci-fi fan. On this episode, I tell Bob about re-watching a science fiction classic, or rather, a sequel to a sci-fi classic, and an indelible impression one scene left on me. Enjoy. One thing that I have mixed feelings about uh, in getting older is starting to remember less about stuff. The advantage is when you go back and rewatch movies, it's like you're watching them for the first time in many cases. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes that's a really good thing. You know, sometimes I, I get embarrassed by how I felt about the movie that I'm watching oh, this yeah. time through. Yeah. Dances with Wolves. I loved that movie for so long. I hadn't seen it in probably a decade. Watched it again a few weeks ago and it was... Was it cringy? Uh, well, no, it was just all blow dryer hair. Oh. <laughs> it was. It's so hard to watch Kevin Costner and take him serious as a Civil War veteran who's just been blown up when his hair is just blowing in the hair. wind yeah. just perfectly yeah. you know it's a mary mccormick uh who who played his um love interest in this movie and also the the white woman who was adopted by the by the tribe uh, her, her hair that took a curl and iron you yeah, know there yeah, was yeah. hair like that doesn't naturally happen that's just one stupid example but there there are a few movies where i watch it now and i'm like oh, oh why did i like that so much back then? do you feel like hair is more historically accurate now i think so okay a good bit we'll, we'll take a survey i think that. vanity is a little bit lower now in certain yeah. things you know like i look at the movie like do you ever see the movie the revenant no no but okay. i know about oh, it oh my goodness I know of okay it. there's no vanity whatsoever in this movie there are just people looking hideous and being okay with it. Yeah. Uh, and this is like Leonardo DiCaprio looking yeah. hideous and being okay with it. Uh, and, and Tom Hardy, yeah. Yeah, oh, Tom Hardy looked super hideous in this whole yeah. movie. Uh, but but they both put in incredible performances. I would I would highly recommend this movie just because it is such a an epic. I mean, the basic theme of the movie is revenge. But what has to be done in order to exact that revenge is incredible. Uh, it's just epic. So I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. And right. you haven't, so yeah. I will try it. Well, have you ever seen 2010? A Space Odyssey 2010? No. Yeah, the second one. Did you see the first one? Did you see I did, and I was I was one of the few people I know who didn't care for it, didn't really enjoy oh, it. Oh, it's so a much. weird experience. So well, I think all the, the Kubrick is, though. I yeah, I think a big part of 2001 was you. He almost made like a movie that goes along with taking mushrooms or doing LSD. Oh no! Right, and where so the difference between the two is remarkable. So I can't remember who directed uh, 2010, but it's nine years later. They go back. You know the general idea yeah, of the first yeah. movie. Um, there's almost no talking in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. In 2010 or 2010, whatever they call it. Roy Scheider, I'm pretty sure, got paid by the word because oh. he is chewing up every scene he's in. And oh. I loved it. It was ridiculous. It was <laughs> such overacting. He's not even talking to anybody the whole nine. And it's cast very well. And it's just kind of a a silly kind of hippy dippy sort of movie. Because you want to see this, it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would definitely watch it. I would definitely recommend it. It is. Uh, it's got some very ridiculous moments but i remember one thing i so i remember watching this a lot as a kid because 
wherever it was on, like HBO, maybe, uh, you know, they would show the movie 1,700 oh, times. Yeah. yeah, you could always catch it. Yeah, and so I watched that. I watched Jaws 3 150 times. Oh, that was truly horrible. That was a terrible <laughs> movie. But I remember the scene where Roy Scheider and John Lithgow, I, well, I watched it, and I remember having this just, like, time jump back to when I was a kid and thinking this was one of the funniest scenes and wanting to do this to somebody and going to my friends and explaining the scene. Okay, so explain the I scene. Can, so okay. um, Roy Scheider, so they're restarting Hal, who in the first movie killed everybody. Right, right. But they're not sure why, and they figure out why, and it turns out it was kind of Roy Scheider's fault. So Roy oh. Scheider had put a device before they restarted Hal on him that would blow him up, basically. It would cut the power to him. And he had this little calculator that if he put in whatever, uh, you know, five, eight, zero, zero, eight, or whatever spells boobs, um, <laughs> you put something in there and hit enter, and it would, you know, turn off Hal. Right. And so they're talking about it. They need Hal to basically commit suicide to escape Jupiter because something is about to happen there. So they need how to serve as their booster engine and then kind of drop off. Wow. And so they're afraid that he's not going to do it, that he's going to, you know, want to survive himself or kill them all in the process. So they're walking and John Lithgow goes, oh my gosh, you better not lose that calculator. And Roy Scheider reaches up to his breast pocket with kind of like a shocked look. And then he raises up his other hand and he's got the calculator in his hand. And I just thought that was, as a kid, that was the funniest misdirect. Yeah. And I loved everything about that. And I was like, I remember thinking, I have to find a way to do that to somebody. Interesting. At That's some point. funny. That's, well, haven't you ever done that, like, with car keys and stuff? Or Maybe, pretend, yeah. I feel like I've done that to Patty once or twice where I pretended that I didn't have something that was critical to our And needs. then you just yeah, well, it here it is. Yeah. But, but that's funny because I think part of what made that so funny to you was... You were probably into the movie enough that you were nervous that maybe he didn't have it. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you started he to think. He fooled me as well. Right, right. Yeah. So you had a sense of relief in that as well as a sense of, ah, that's funny. Because uh, that is a, yeah. That's that's interesting. And John Lithgow was in that. Oh, I, yeah. I have been a John Lithgow fan since forever, and I have no idea why. He's so good. He just he just He's a committed into, actor. Remember when he was Harry and Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> like, knowing that he was underneath all that makeup was just so incredible. Was it him? Yeah. Uh, who was the father in that movie? Uh, it might have been Roy Scheider. <laughs> I don't remember who the Pretty father sure was. Do you remember when he was Chewbacca? No. Not in <laughs> Star Wars. Like Not that. in Star Wars. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think it was Halloween or something. You know all of John Lithgow's Halloween costumes. I went, I, we spent Halloween. We spent every Halloween together since I was a kid. Since did, I saw that twenty ten. Did you ever see like, his turn in Dexter as Trinity? Oh yeah, that was like the best season. That like, was it. That was a genuinely that creepy killer. Yeah. Right. I just started watching the reboot of Dexter now. Uh, uh, it was pretty good. I, I watched the first like one, one or two and I liked it. In, right. Yeah, and uh, started to watch the second episode. Last night, but I had been traveling and I was tired and my wife offered to rub my shoulders and I didn't catch the end of it. So you were out. Yeah, that's and my wife has that magic uh, Spock uh, grip that she can put on the back of my neck that will just take me off. Why don't we learn that so we could just help each other get some sleep? <laughs> I never understood that. That's why I'm learning Brazilian martial arts. 
so I can just chokehold. Yeah, yourself. Well, no, I can do it for Patty. I'll teach her how to do it to me. Oh, okay. Except for how does that work? Because once, once, so you one get her in the chokehold, and then she gets, reaches up, <laughs> gets me in the chokehold. At the same the time, choke hold. sounds very safe. <laughs> it's the worst idea in- ever. Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly safe. Hi, friends. It's Bob. For the record, dear listener, Nick and I do not advocate the mutual chokehold sleep method. Though it sounds totally dreamy, we suspect it may result in death rather than sleep, and that could be hazardous to your health. And if there's one thing we're all about here at Your Daily Dose, it's health. So do what you can to protect yours. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.